proceeds go to his foundation or something. Yeah. Yes. TM. Yeah. TM. <laughs> Speaking of TM, Laura Palmer is dead. A Twin oh. Peaks podcast. Part 16. Give it to us, Melissa. No knock, no doorbell. And a chilling, chilling reason behind that description. Um, So we are, just to set the scene here, we're at the apartment and we're about to embark on a Twin Peaks Mm -hmm. binge of The Return. Before we do that, we of course are going to podcast about part 16 and tomorrow is the finale. So it's all going down in the Black Lodge this weekend. Mm-hmm. And by Black Lodge, I mean our apartment. <laughs> so it's a, it's like a highly emotionally charged time. It's true. It's like, very true. In, in David Lynch sound design, there's electricity crackling. As we wait. Right. Because there are some good things that happened in 16 that we've been waiting for, I don't know, for 16 hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So 16 is huge. And it's amazing, like... Yeah, that's true. How <laughs> many big... <laughs> Big things happen in 16, and how much character payoff we get in 16. There's so much great... It's the first time we get, like, the Twin Peaks cheesiness at full volume. Yes. Which, you know, we've had touches of cheesiness, but never quite, like, mill plot Twin Peaks. And they've gone, in a good way, like, full cheesy. But before we get to cheesy, we start out... Do you uh, just want to sing your gotcha song to me now? <laughs> gotcha! Part two. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Who's your daddy? This scene was like made for a gotcha. Like, <laughs> like you, they could have left it ambiguous and then at the very end they're like, just for Melissa Creo, we're going to throw in Goodbye My Son. <laughs> just Goodbye My Son, Richard Horn, Audrey Horn's your mother, I'm your father, Melissa Creo. Are you listening? <laughs> that was that was kind of uh, speaking directly to Melissa. Um, but we have this great, great, just you know, father son field trip down to a the dark highway, <laughs> down a dark, dark mm-hmm. highway, In which Eagle is how Coops. I feel like Bad Coop is always introduced. Is just yes. that highway scene. Yes, we're like, what's going on? Oh. Yeah, probably driving a car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It but was, this time it's like an evil truck too. Yeah, yeah. and with this the is like do the spotlights. Do that with like yeah. spotlights that move. Yes, yeah. and this is really, I, I guess, the only reason you would need it. That's right, just for like looking up looking coordinates to portals coordinates to, to portals. Yeah. But yeah, I think... I feel like we don't see it a lot because we live in this urban environment. <laughs> right. Yeah, country, but, uh, is that, country. Is that a truck? Those are trees out there. It's a, it's a country thing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the road they take kind of opens up and there's a fork in the road, but they don't actually go down either fork. They stop before the fork. Mm. And Coop, uh, Evil Coop is getting like the exact correct spot and like tuning his spotlight to the coordinates. Mm-hmm. I also thought, didn't you think the back of his truck looked more like a TV screen than like a window? The ba- yeah. It was kind of like... I didn't notice it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it looks... Because I, I just thought it was maybe bringing mm-hmm. an electrical theme. But everything Evil Coop says in this scene with Richard has a really cool double meaning, I think. I love that he says, you know, because they get there and Richard's like, so we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in a field with you. Richard it. definitely... <laughs> it's great to see Richard be like... I have no fucking idea what's going on. I don't know really who this person is. I mean, if do you think he's starting to 
suss out who Cooper is to him, or is he just like this guy's badass and I just want to be him? When you get kicked in the stomach a bunch of time and someone tells you to get in the car, you, you just do it. Yeah, do it. He's also discipline daddy. He's, <laughs> he is the boss of this like crime mm-hmm. organization that Richard is a part of. So right. yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's a lot. Of I don't that. know if he's catching on. He seems maybe a bit somewhere in awe of deep, him. deep, deep, deep <laughs> right. down inside. Maybe he has. Yeah. He's, he's got a mentor now. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to be mentored by this leather-clad man. And so Coop says, pay attention, you'll find out. Yeah. I'm looking for a place. Do you understand a place? Richard's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know what places are. Right. <laughs> I love the way um, Kyle McLaughlin slows down and lowers his tone for evil Coop. It doesn't sound fake at all. I mean, it's clear he's speaking lower, which could be kind of trite for an actor to do, like, oh, when I'm evil, I have a lower voice, but it really works. And he speaks slower, too. Right. Which I think is, like, very, like, it's very Black Lodge-y, though. Yes. Because they usually speak backwards, but they speak very slowly. Right. It's like English is his second language, and backwards speak is his primary language, so (laughs) he's speaking slowly and deliberately to, like, get it. What is this? Kindergarten? Right. <laughs> and everything he does, too, it, he doesn't have any of the superfluous movement that normal people do with, like, twitching and adjusting. And, and actually, Richard kind of doesn't either. I was noticing that Richard never moves his arms. They're always just kind of plastered at his side. He's very still as a character. So I thought that could speak a little bit to, like, Richard's slightly unholy origin. <laughs> yeah. Um and I do like when uh, he asks Richard, because he says he's got the coordinates from three people, two of the coordinates are the same. Yeah. What would you do? And Richard's like, oh, I go where the two coordinates are. <laughs> and, like, Cooper goes, you're a very bright young man. <laughs> like, oh, Richard's yes. getting pride from Please. dad. Yeah. He's just really happy. Um, and then Jerry runs down the hill. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Jerry. How about I Jerry? Jerry also, he also looks like a dug pup. Right. Yeah. That has to be deliberate. Because, like, when yeah. you first see him, you think it's a dug pup. Yeah, yeah. Because, can I just ask, how high can you get where you don't know how binoculars work? Like, he wasn't And this smart. is for days now. Yeah. Right. Like, least, for days. At least a day or, at least two days, I'd say. You know, I have more and more trust, though, every episode that things all have meaning and nothing's just kind of like nothing's just for fun so even jerry i think has a purpose i i just truly don't know what it is at this point i think this we saw his purpose him witnessing witnessing this scene but but will he go to the spot and then get sucked up someplace right probably not because he was really scared and did you think (laughs) so it's funny, the first time I watched it, you see Jerry look through the binoculars, and he goes, people, and then he says, oh my god. And the first time I saw it, I thought he was saying, oh my god, there's my nephew. Yeah. But the second time, I'm like, no, he's just looking at the binoculars as an embodiment of evil, and he even later says, like, bad binoculars after bad Richard binoculars. Like, blows <laughs> up. I put an analogy that now he's like Ross on Friends. You know how Ross just got super stupid towards the yes. end of Friends. Yeah. Like he was a—he's a paleontologist, but right. suddenly by the he end of like, Friends, which he one was Ross? Uh, David Schwimmer. <laughs> he got dumb. I thought Joey was the dumb one. Joey was always the dumb one, but Ross got 
dumb towards the end. <laughs> okay. Like he just became like less common sense. They smart. Did. They okay. dumbed him up. They right. dumbed yeah. him up. And I was like, is that what they're doing to Jerry? Because like in regular Twin Peaks, Jerry was a businessman. Right. He was the like and I don't think the chumpy one, but I, I understand that he loves his product. But I, I don't think it's I don't think it's lean I mean, though. Well, he's it would in have the to woods it would have to be mescaline or LSD <laughs> right. or something. Yeah, like it's really not really strong. But I think it's got to be something more of like there's something more going on. Right. Whether maybe it's that the weed is similar to like the sparkle coming down from Canada, it's bad somehow. Right. But like. I also thought the looking at the binoculars from the wrong end was a metaphor for how a lot of us might view Twin Peaks. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing oh. how you can be so yeah. wrong about oh. some, you know, like, yes, it's, yes. we have a skewed... I just thought you was being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's, it, like, when you're looking at the binoculars from the wrong end, you're seeing things skewed, you know, and so... Smaller. Right. Even. You're yeah. seeing it smaller instead of, like, seeing it close up and maybe that is sort of how we should see because with i with twin peaks i feel like you have to zoom out to see the big picture and now we're even and hopefully when we do our binge watch like things like the mc and the bang bang bar are super significant that you think are peripheral things or i thought was just like a nostalgia thing but are super super deliberate so the other thing with this scene and the reason i have this knowledge is because my torah portion uh, I'm a Jew, was <laughs> this section of the Bible. I'm not like a big <laughs> quote the Bible person, but um, no problem if you are, but that's just not really me. Uh, the This scene is like Abraham and Isaac on the mountain when Abraham is like sacrificing Isaac to, yeah. you know, as part of a test. I think Cooper, to some extent, knows that he's sending Richard to his, his death. death. And Pat and I have a little disagreement here, but I think Cooper looks... Sad. Slightly sad to send. Oh, I didn't see any. Richard. Okay, yeah, I'm always <laughs> just like hoping for love, where love is not there. There could have been some sadness, but the reaction was pretty like, oh, goodbye, goodbye. Well, see, I, I was like, I saw it totally like, oh, goodbye, my son. I think you <laughs> might be projecting a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah Stockholm syndrome again. <laughs> Bad Coop has done a very good job of not showing any feelings about anything. It's true. He's very stoic, where he's just like, all right, right cool. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. I, I think, I still think we could see, uh, I, I guess it's pretty clear well, I, I like his son. I like I how mean, he says, I'm 25 years your senior. Why don't you go up there? Like, <laughs> but that also bothers me, because <laughs> Coop in Twin Peaks wasn't 25, right? Like, when... He was like Cooper. thirty something, right? Oh, so if he's twenty five yeah. years your senior. Maybe well, he's he, just guesstimating. He doesn't know. Like, or twenty five years, right? Twenty five of being in the Black Lodge, right? Where you're going now, so right. have fun. I don't know. And and Richard didn't need that to do. We know Richard will obey whatever you yeah, tell him. Yeah, he to was do. gonna do <laughs> like, whatever. You don't have to convince him. Yeah, evil coop. That was a little but bit of exposition, I think. Yeah, to to just. In case there was any chance you were, like, not seeing the connection yet, they really wanted to make you aware of yeah. this, like, connection between these two characters. Yeah. But that 25 years your senior really irks me for some reason. Because but, I yeah. know he's older than 25 years. Right, like that is weird. Cooper's not, like... I mean, I guess I didn't really know 50. Cooper's age. Yeah. Like, but I know he was supposed to be young. He was supposed to be, you know, some, like, Wonderkind. He's supposed to be, like, 30. 
Did they say so, that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it. Well, Kyle um, McLaughlin is was right. during the original series. Yeah, yeah. but so yeah, because yeah, if he's twenty-five, but maybe, but maybe you're right. Maybe they are seeing. I have no idea. I don't know. But it's a really interesting. And I don't know if it ties back to the Red Room somehow, and like because that's been twenty-five years. Yeah, right. right. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that was that but, was a little clunky, and I still think there's a chance that the story here is different than we think it is because it. Only because they are laying it on so heavily right. that, like, evil Coop is his dad. You Lynch know? is kind of, yeah. Really handing us that one. He does that a couple times, I yeah. think, in this yeah. one, where he's really just like, Casey, here's the answer. Yeah. Right. Here's Diane in a red elevator. Right. Dun dun dun. Oh my god, that's. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so yeah, so that's, <laughs> so that's pretty much all that I have to say about the Richard. Oh yeah, so Richard oh. explodes. Richard sort explodes. of. He kind of turns into electricity. Yeah, and it looks like he's fading, but then, yeah, then he kind of explodes. So I don't know right. if he went to right. another plane or is just, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, dead. when he dead. does, that's yeah. when Cooper says, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is kind of, oh. Oh. He died. <laughs> by my son. Oh. Um, and we <laughs> that's don't. That's what You know, happened. I do think it's purposeful. Typically, when there's any gray area about a character coming back, we immediately see them in the Red Lodge after, and we don't see Richard in that's the Red true. Lodge. So... Uh, for whatever reason, until today, I was like, oh, Richard's not really dead. But now I'm like, I think Richard probably is dead for real. Yeah. And then Coop yeah. text smiley face all. Yes. Yeah, and it is... does say not delivered. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh, we know it, it said delivered. not delivered because he's in a he's in a remote area. Right. So, so he's once... like, I'm going to do a drive and get service. <laughs> oh, so that explains... <laughs> but that explains the... Um, the time, like... Uh, the delay, the, delay. The delay, yes. Yeah. The delay between... Isn't that funny how, like, they're oh, okay. so... That's how yeah. careful they are. Like, they're putting everything in. And yeah, it's, I missed that not amazing. delivered. I missed that not delivered. Right. So, oh, like, wow, not to jump ahead, but I remember yeah. reading a review of part one and two where a big criticism was like, oh, the Bang Bang Bar has all these hipsters and these great bands, and are we really to believe that, like, Snow, you know, Washington would have... No, it's supposed to be weird. There's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they're not just doing things haphazard. There's a reason for everything. Um, before we get into the best stuff, we have... Oh, this is a great scene, too. Chantal, Chantal. and Hutch. <laughs> love, love, love them. <laughs> it's amazing how they've made these two murderers, like... I was really sad when they died this episode. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I loving know. Chantal and Hutch. Yeah, I kind of thought they would uh, be Chantal just little... had the munchies all the time. Oh, my God. Cheetos yeah. were her last and meal. And Hutch just loved her. He yeah. loves her unconditionally. Did they t- is this the one where they talked about uh, not getting to torture as much, or was that That last? was last episode. Was, uh, this, yeah. one, this, one this one has, like, the best... Oh, yeah, he <laughs> you was... Did you hear that yeah. bird this morning? Sure shit did. <laughs> like, Chantel, you're just the best. Oh, yeah, and then, so and then Hutch is like, oh, Jimmy died. Right. So, Later they talk about this guy. It's too bad. He's, He's a, a good, good guy. guy. I owed him money. <laughs> Feel bad. You, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> you just, feel bad about that? <laughs> it, like, it, it's so, everything they do is really funny, really natural. You just like them. And that's why it's such great casting, because it's like, yeah, let's make these two murderers just delightful. Where And I love how, you know, some of the people they've murdered, we didn't know very well, and we know them. So, of course, we have, like, sympathy for them and not More, for the right. random people. Yeah. It's just, it's really good. Um, but they're they're staking out Dougies, and um, they see the FBI, the uh, Vegas FBI, which is Headley and Wilson, come yeah. in 
So for plot point, that's where we are. And yeah. then we get to Dougie in a coma in the hospital. And this is cute, too. So cute. Yeah, yeah. There's a few scenes where he's still in I know. Yeah, it was such coma. a pleasure in my notes but, uh, to transition from writing Dougie to Dale. It was just <laughs> so great. Uh, but before we get there, we got to go through some, some territory. So we got um, Dougie's in the coma with Sonny Jim and Janie E. And there's a great foreshadow line, I think, where Janie E. says... But when people go into a coma, they can stay there for years. Mm-hmm. What? And Sonny Jim mentions, like, so electricity did this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then they bring that up again because then Bushnell comes because your boss always comes when He's you the best. go into the, a coma. Well, well yeah, when your your one employee, like, wins $30 million <laughs> yeah. for you. I and mean, he's the lucky seven Gordon Cole. Yeah. He's a delight <laughs> and a wonderful person. But yeah, yeah, he mentions, uh, was it electricity? And Bushnell said, um, Janie E says, no, honey. And Bushnell goes, well, in this case, it, it did. Yeah, yeah, it is. So they're definitely giving us electricity. I thought the coma thing could be an Audrey clue that when sometimes when people will go into a coma, mm. they stay there for years. Could be. Wink, wink. We're going to get to heavy Audrey theory later, but definitely giving us electricity. And then when Bradley uh, meets him, and Rodney and Meacham come in. He says, it was like, what, electricity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So, laid yeah. on thick. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but this is a really cute scene with the Meacham brothers and the huge flowers and the pink ladies and the finger sandwiches. <laughs> I love, the Meacham brothers, too, you do fingers. just, like, love them more and more right. in each episode. Like, they're delightful. It's really true. They got good hearts. They, got they good. do. I can. They've got hearts of gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to get there. And then we flash a buckhorn where they're all in the room, and then yep. Gordon's just surrounded by beeps. Yes. So many beeps. I actually mm-hmm. thought that this transition and image was really cool, like iconic Lynch picture, because it's right after Bradley says it was like what electricity, then it cuts to. David Lynch by himself, looking pensive, surrounded by electricity and, like, beeping. Mm-hmm. I think the way they do this sequence, because we get the beeps of South Dakota and the beeps of the hospital back and forth, is to draw the parallel of, like, Gordon and Cooper have a connection. And, like, Gordon knows that this is, like, ha- something's happening. And I felt like the beeps were, like, now Dougie's turning into yes. Coop again. Yes, because yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were like um, like a siren call, sort of. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and, and I thought it was just a cool Would image. Would he have ever gotten there without electrocuting himself? Right. But I yeah. think he was getting there, though. He was, but slower. Electricity slower, yeah. helped. It powered, yeah. it fueled his... his um, it zapped his mind back into place. Yeah. It woke him up. Right. That's right. They keep cutting back and <laughs> forth between South Dakota and the hospital and then Chantal and Hutch. It's like... Yeah. They do take a long time to get there. Right. Um, and I, I like a little bit of humor with uh, Bisbee calling Bushnell and ta- <laughs> yeah, telling him about the FBI. Good. And then he's the like, FBI's looking for Dougie. what's he done now? He's in a coma. <laughs> 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 Bushnell's just like, 
so annoyed. When did you but, uh, talk to him? Phil's the best ago. assistant, Phil though. is wonderful. Like, if you had an employee like Phil, you should be promoted. Phil Bisbee here. Phil that way. He is working hard. He's working overtime. He's in charge. If we ever did have, like, another series, I want to see Phil Bisbee running Lucky 7 right. Insurance with, like, was, 27 uh, assistants. He's Dougie's handler. <laughs> he is. It's he's true. Totally. He just let it happen, which is the greatest. <laughs> Um, and then we get this scene, another Chantel and Hutch scene, and they see the Mitchum brothers coming to Dougie's house with the pink ladies, and it's like a fucking circus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Sub by Chantel. <laughs> Chantel is not one that you ever want to be hangry. Yeah, she's like, starting to get really. Hangry. She's like, this is the last bag of chips. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, gentlemen, never ever. Ever, 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 right. I know ever say, are you on the rag? Is it that time of month? You're probably right. But don't you dare say but it. that's going to just Hutch feel it. Yeah, because yeah, she's like, it's the last bag, Hutch. It's the last fucking bag. And he's like, are you on the rag? What if I fucking was? And like, you can argue that this exchange is what like incites her fury and she picks a fight with this guy yeah. and gets them all killed. This started some rage. Like she was so, just mildly hangry and now she's just mad. Right. Like even, I put in my notes. mass murdering. <laughs> yeah. Right. Red I was backs. like was this like you know all set up where this guy came to kill them or would everyone be alive if Chantel had just had another bag of Cheetos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't I know. Mean, I mean I don't think so. I think because this I don't guy think was she pretty, would've... he was trying to pick a fight. And yeah, and he's... Zawaski. Everyone's tensions are high. I think the, uh, I think the Mitchum brothers said that. Like, right. tensions, people are stressed out. People everywhere. Because <laughs> yeah. with the shootout, the one goes, what the fuck kind of neighborhood is this? Yeah. People, people are under a lot of stress. People are under a lot of stress. <laughs> this episode could have been the Mitchums explain Twin Peaks. Because, like, later in the limo... Rodney explains all of Twin Peaks The Return right. in four bullet points. Like, yeah. And they just You're not Dougie? simplistically <laughs> and like coma. Oh, coma side effects. Like they just explain everything <laughs> yeah. so well. Um by the way, this guy Zawaski, um, in the credits, they credit him as Polish accountant. Oh. So oh. I I was thinking Russian. Right. Or some I guess Eastern European, but, yeah, yeah. but I feel like he, the Russians get more anger, but maybe because of right. our current state of yeah, yeah. things. He's he not yeah, Polish. The Poles, the Poles are the ones beat up on usually. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> Polish. We're like, As oh, am I. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Polish in me. Yeah. But I also thought, remember in the beginning, that's all of those coffee cups had Z on them? And then oh, this was Zawalski. So they had Z, but that was Simon's. Simon's. Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh. it was, yeah. But hmm, nothing's nothing's random. Nothing means nothing in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Is always my saying. But I do. Yeah, he's and he does he let himself. Come back. So he kills Hutch and Chantel. But first, can I just say that I learned the term "he winged me" when hey, she got wang, shot. Wang. <laughs> when she got shot in the yeah, arm, yeah. it's I was like, winged. <laughs> the way she said her accent is like "he winged me." <laughs> like, yeah. 
Oh, Chantal and Hutch. You are treasures. Yeah. They're treasures. And then they were killed so easily. I by know. This it was so almost <laughs> weird. Like, when she slumps down, you're like, oh, she sure is real dead. Like, they, they make... shoot him a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, because he both... pulls out another clip of, right. like, out of his jacket. This Polish yeah, account. this guy is not yeah. messing around. And he's bald and kind of has a similar look to Ike the Spike. Um... It was funny, though, he does let himself be arrested because Wilson was sent back with a red coat to stake out the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they arrest him. They arrest him, which he could have probably it. killed yeah. them. So I wonder why he let himself be arrested. Right. Interesting to, to think. Okay, here we go. Yay! So we're back in the hospital. Bushnell's there. And he gets attracted out of the room by a tone that is the same tone as in the Great Northern Great Hotel. Northern. Yep, that's what I pled to. And then finally, we just see... You are awake. <laughs> Dale's eyes open. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. Yeah, and then the finally... <laughs> the one-armed man is speaking for all of us. Yeah. Yes. Finally. It Seriously, finally, so one-armed man. Finally. It, and I, I put, like, everything Dale Cooper says from here on out is pure gold. I realized I was literally writing down every line he said because it was all just like water for someone who was dying of thirst. Just having <laughs> Cooper know. back and being so Coopery. Hand me those sandwiches. I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> he becomes extremely directive and authoritative. He was always a very hungry man. Like, yeah. He's got a high metabolism. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, he's telling everyone what to do. He's back in charge. Um, he's pulling his IV out. Right. And we should also, with the one-armed man, he asks for... Mm, the one-armed mm-hmm. man tells him the other one didn't go back in. He's still out. So he right. knows that bad coop's still on yep, the... Yep. And he's like, do you have the seed? Which I assume is the Dougie ball that he right. turns into. I think you're right. And then right. he's like, the make ball. another. Because then he pulls out his hair and hands the hair to the one-armed man, and the one-armed man hands him the ring so that he could kill, I assume, to kill Bad Coop, but then make a new Dougie for Janie and... Right. Yeah, so so he he has to uh, put the ring on uh, the doppelganger and then kill him. Right. And then he gets sent back to Mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, maybe he could kill him and then he puts on the ring and... I don't know, I don't know, but... Well, uh, the ring, yeah. I think well, you have to have the ring Ray, on. He said that he had to put it on and then make exactly. sure it was yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. So that so, he would disappear. Think, yeah. Well, and then... So Ray's in the, the Black Lodge, too. Oh, yeah, Ray that's Barbaro. true. Well, and I think I think you're right that the seed has to be Dougie, because one of the things that's super oh, yeah. nice about... It could be a better Dougie, though, because the first Dougie was a derivative of uh, Evil Coop, and... Right. Now it's, now it's a, a good copy clue. of good, good. Yeah, and I, I think, I think um, <laughs> one thing I've always liked about Cooper as a character is he's just a very empathetic person, and he's always very considerate of everyone's feelings. And, you know, he is very careful of Sonny Jim and Janie E's feelings in, this, in these subsequent yeah. scenes. And he doesn't, he's... He Except for one at, mistake, he, he was like... Dougie yeah, will be, I mean, I will right. be back. <laughs> yeah. But he's not, you know. He's, well, because Janie's, Janie knew. Janie right. knew. Janie in the back of her head. <laughs> I love how she's like, I don't want Dougie, I want you. Kind of. I mean, she doesn't say it, but like, kind she's of does like, it. Yeah. Don't go. But like, yeah, he could have, you know, he's just really, cons- it reminded me of kind of how he um, sort of like sweetly rejected Audrey. Like he 
just doesn't, he lets people down easy. He's kind to people. Yeah. He is considerate of Sonny Jim and Janie E, even though in his world, they must be so kind of insignificant. I mean, I don't doubt that he cares about them, but he's got to like save the world oh, and do all this right. stuff. How about the year my daddy, year my daddy? Oh, that was such a <laughs> great callback. Donna callback. <laughs> so good. Well, he says, you're my dad. You're my dad. You're my dad. Yeah, and he Donna said it exactly the same. Good job, Donna Sonny says Jim. daddy. Or right, Donna yeah. says daddy. Well, yeah. That's yeah, gross. Yeah, But yeah, it's, um, dad's talking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, sure just so many fun. good Cooperisms. My vitals are a-okay, you know. He's just being so coopy. And I, my favorite part <laughs> is they cut to the Mitchum brothers and the girls in their kitchen, and Dougie is telling them to gas up the jet. And um, the Meacham, one of the Meacham brothers says, girls, let's go for a plane ride. It sounds like Dubby, uh, like Dougie is up now, and then the theme music starts, like yeah, the Twin Peaks right, theme yeah. music, which is so nice. Because then it was Bushnell saying, oh, the FBI is looking for you. Because first, mm-hmm. Bush Coop gives him a note and goes, Gordon Cole will call. Read him this. Yeah. It's like, the FBI is looking for you. And then he goes, I am the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So and many chills. It's just such, it's good. It's like, just cheesy enough. It has the theme music playing. Like, the whole sequence was so great. I just thought... And I loved the Mitchum brothers just not being in on it. Like, yeah. they're just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you want to go? We'll go. Right. Wherever you want. Spokane? All right. That's yeah. random, but we'll go. And, you know, sometimes... Let's go for a plane ride, guys. <laughs> yeah. They're just so lovely. We really have turned around on the Meacham brothers. It's true. Um, when we first meet them, we were like, this is weird. Yeah. I, it's just such... And, uh, of course... In classic Twin Peaks form, when you have a scene that leaves you just feeling so good and it's wonderful and lovely, you are going to get the shit kicked out of you the next scene, which is what happens. It really is. Uh, here we go. It's wonderful. It's just like a bear to Wait, talk about. Diane or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Diane, yeah. yeah. So, Diane scene. How do we even start here? She gets... Well, she gets the text message finally from At Evil 432. Coop. Yeah, Ooh, so it's 1632. It's got like a is, uh, like a uh, socket, electrical socket, smiley face. Yes. And it's, all. He all doesn't cast. know how to use emojis. He's so, just using old school, yeah. like colon, <laughs> like comma. It seems like this is a message as in a, like a command. And yes. it's kind of like a, a command trigger, to kill, too. A yeah, command she, to kill them all, to trigger, yes. Because then she goes, I remember, I remember. And then she gives him all the coordinates. Right. Yeah. And she visibly shudders when she sees the text. Yeah. And says, I remember, oh, Coop. I did take down all the numbers. I meant to Google what those coordinates were. I'm sure it's somewhere in Washington. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what I'm, one thing, so I agree with you both that, like, it's a trigger command. And I think that's super cool. But she says, I hope this works. And is that's when she looks at her purse with the gun. Does she hope that it works killing them? Does she hope it works going back to the Black Lodge? Like, I'm not quite sure I understand her endgame. Right. Maybe she wants him to give her another command that's not kill them all. Well, I don't know, because... I think maybe she did want to kill them all. Maybe? I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> she it's, didn't, yeah. But she didn't, yeah. It's really yeah. tough because, yeah, she she does such Because then she kind of goes, like, in a state. Right. And then American Woman plays. The like, same as yeah. Evil Coop. 
And then she gets into her red elevator, where it's just her in this red elevator, right. which was super subtle. And the lyrics are great. It's, I know my worth and who I am, which that is obviously a huge, huge theme of this episode is like, who am I? You know, who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't know who she is. She's about to realize who she Nothing. is. And then um, before I take orders from any old man, which is like clearly Evil Coop or Gordon, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Right. And I love that Gordon hears her before Four. she gets in the door. I know, like, I noted that, it's too. It's so yeah. great. <laughs> Come in, Diane. Um, yeah, and so she just sits down right away and goes into this monologue about the night that Cooper came to visit her. And what's so amazing about this is, like, we already knew kind of what happened this night. So there's no dramatic reveal leverage in what she's saying, but she just delivers this so flawlessly. She doesn't overplay it one bit. You feel like she's discovering things about herself, obviously. Um, I just think, like, if there's anyone that I really, really hope gets nominated for an Emmy, it's Laura Dern. I think she's just so, so good. Yeah, and she's Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, he did of very course. Good. And David Lynch. All right, three people. Um, Kyle McLaughlin could Kyle definitely McLaughlin. be lead, though. He could yeah. definitely yeah. be lead. Well, he's he's the only lead really in the show. And they're going in, um, like it's it's a special. It's not mini series. It's like the same category as American Horror Story. Oh yeah. So they're not like in the drama, like against Game of Thrones category. Oh, they definitely got to beat. American, American Horror, Horror Story, Story or what, else, what other one is it? I'm sorry, American Horror Story was is great sometimes, but I hated Roanoke. It, yeah, I only watched the Witches one. The Witches I, one was amazing. Which I like Witches. Yeah, <laughs> but that one was great. Coven. We all know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything for witches. Yeah. But I digress. But she's she's awesome. Um, and this is where she says about no knock, no doorbell. And mm-hmm. it, it was interesting that she said it was three to four years after she stopped hearing from him. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I had really put together that timeline. I thought he had gone on literally like a rape world tour and like went to rape Audrey and then went to rape Diane. Maybe there was more of a pause he waited, he waited four years. So. Yeah. He's like, I had my brunette. Yeah. That worked. That's terrible to make light because these are the two best women. I mean... It's true. Ever. Well, you took her to the convenience store. Right. Well, yeah. uh, relationship After. things we learned from this scene, though, it happened before. Oh, yeah. Once kissed. before. I know yeah, that. Yeah, so that was real coop. Yeah. I was just really excited. It only happened once before. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> and his yeah. lips touched mine and something went wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Such a great line. And also the way she delivers that, another Donna callback. That was exactly the same as um, when Donna's telling the story to, oh my god, the recluse, what's his name? Oh, uh, Harold. Harold, uh, in the diary, and she's like, about in the moonlight, and my hips began to sway, and his lips touched mine, and like, literally it's the same um, gesture, it's uh, yeah, the same yeah. delivery, like it was a total... But that was a good memory for Donna, right? Right. Wasn't it? Well, when she's describing him leaning in, it's a good memory. Right, It's, yeah. right, it's right. when he actually touches well, her yeah. lips that everything yes, went wrong. That's when and then, wrong. yeah, she felt afraid, and then he saw it, and he smiled in his face, and she <sighs> makes a motion that I assume means that Bob, Bob. kind of came yes, out. That's oh. like his Bob thing. Because he smiled, and we know when you know he wears a smile, everybody run. I miss Bob. And he. <laughs> <laughs> 
Frank Silva, RIP. You were wonderful. And, you know, he is missed. He really is. And Bob also, he thrives on fear. And so mm-hmm. when she was scared, he that's saw what, the fear in me. And Bob so loves raping. Yeah. Loves raping. It was like a very, very, like every word of that monologue was really carefully chosen. And every choice she made was really deliberate. And I thought yeah. that that just worked so mm-hmm. well. So yeah, I thought Bob too. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. she doesn't have to say it. It just... And then I love... I almost laughed the way she was like, and then he took me to a gas station? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can yeah. almost hear you saying that, yes. Melissa. gas station. <laughs> and then I'm at the sheriff's station, station, and then she kind of like... I'm it's like me. she's... She's starting to realize, right. like, she, and she starts to have, like, a reaction. I sent the coordinates. I'm not me. I'm not yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, the way she says, I'm not me, I'm not me. This is where I think... Diane Tulpa is different than like evil coop doppelganger. Yes. Like this doppelganger seems to be not aware that she's a doppelganger until now. Well, right. Well, I like, think maybe the Tulpas are even different than doppelgangers. Yeah. Oh, because remember, interesting. Yeah, you're right. Because she turns into to jump ahead. So basically, she tries to pull the gun. Everyone shoots at Diane, and then she just disappears. Right. And then, off. but yeah. she says. Yeah, she said she's in the sheriff's station. So I have this theory that she's NATO. Like, because yeah. also NATO, if you rearrange it, is Diane. Oh. Um, I mean, not me. But that's the only, pr- it's only Lucy and NATO that are the females in the sheriff's station. Yeah. And well, it seems like a good bet, but yeah. because she might be. And NATO, NATO sacrificed herself so that Coop could come out of the Black Lodge. Yeah. Which feels like something Diane would do, because she would do anything for Coop. Yeah. So, yeah, so then explain, because I don't really understand, I guess, the difference between doppelgangers and tulpas. I think that... That's the question, I mean, yeah. is there... So the doppelganger is your shadow self, and those aren't necessarily manufactured, but right. the tulpas are... Because in because the Black Lodge, you will meet your shadow self, yeah. is the line right. from the original. Yeah, so that's just yeah. basically probably like the opposite... Of yourself, which yeah. oh, as we discussed, might not necessarily be, be bad. It's, it's just, just opposite. Opposite. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> Diane goes to the red room and then she cracks like those eggs with the bugs. Right. So like she's manufactured. And her I face love cracks, that. and then she becomes a smoking pile. A, a, a yeah. seed. And a seed. Come, yeah, it's a silver one, in. not a gold one. I thought oh. that was interesting. I didn't catch that. Unless I just admit. But I also like how um, the one our man says, someone manufactured you, and she goes, I know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then her face cracks. Over. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like something with the bugs maybe causes... The manufacturer, because they all came, like, all those, like, bubbles that come out of that right. weird thing after yeah. the explosions. Right, It's somehow right. all connected, right, I think. I don't get the sense that this Tulpa Diane is evil Diane. Evil. Yeah. I think she has to, for whatever reason, she has no choice but to follow Evil Coop's instructions. I think yep. that's pretty clear. Like, she has no control over having to do that. I don't think yeah. she wants to. Which I think explains why some when he took maybe it was the real Diane was taken to the old gas station and then right. this Diane came back. Right. Which begs the question yeah. and yeah. I, I don't think that they would do two Tulpa characters but like did you know with Audrey it's, is that another possibility that Audrey's a 
Tulpa. I mean, we'll get into that later, but, like, she also was raped by Abel Coop. Right. right. You know? Anyway. Um, so it's a lot of questions, but really good. Really good scene. And, like, now I just really hope, like, the good Diane comes back, too. Me, too. <laughs> like, I want to see more of Diane. Right. Like, even Fuck You Diane was still one of my favorite characters in this new <laughs> season. It was. And so where I don't think, well, she definitely can't be a doppelganger because she's not the opposite. Because right. we had those she's scenes not the opposite. where yeah, Cole they didn't and Albert were saying she's a tough cookie, always was. Always was, So yeah, we know they, that she was always like this. She it's didn't change. Like, she, yeah. she didn't change like Evil Coop was obviously right. different. Right. Yeah, so she's been this way. Yeah. And I think what made it so devastating, it's like, it kind of reminded me of like Battlestar Galactica where yeah. the one girl realizes, Grace Park's character realizes oh, she's a Cylon. Right, right. Like yeah, she yeah, yeah. like did not know she was a Cylon. Yeah, that, like, that was... Yeah, like, that is this, similar. That is this similar, uh, yeah. character like didn't know that she was a Tulpa and then she's like, I'm not me. I'm not me. And the Dougie way she says knew. it is like, yeah, Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's rough. True. It's really rough. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see her in the Black Lodge, too. She just looks great. The look of Diane is so great. It's very... Well, and then this could also go back to your NATO theory, because her hair is cut very, like... And she only wears the high, like, right. Asian-style collars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then her hair is very... Like, if you were in any kind of Japanese movie with the... Right, the bangs and, it's and like the... the um, like, film noir, um, like, but, like, Japanese. Yes. And definitely Nato dressed that way in the Black Lodge. She had, like, the peplum, the Mm -hmm. Diane, like, the similar style. And I think it really, you know, bringing Nato back was a questionable, like, I thought she was dead, so it could be. And I think that that would really throw us to have her look so different. Because they could have made that character blonde and look similar to Diane, but making her totally different is, like... But with just essence of maybe Asian flair. Right. It's a cool... I mean, I kind of hope it's true. Just because I do want to see Diane and, like, the real Diane. Um, Then we get to the casino where Cooper says goodbye to Janie E and Sunny Jim. And I I like this scene a lot. We kind of already talked about it. But um, I like how he says, I'll walk through that red door and I'll be home for good. I feel like that's... um, uh, promise. I mean, of course, it's him saying, I'll deliver on bringing Dougie to you. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like that red door and I'll be home for good. I think he's also kind of talking to himself about going back home. Because like... To Twin Peaks. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know red door, what that means. Right. And of course, I love Janie E's like, don't go, Kyle McLaughlin. You're fucking hot and amazing. <laughs> Whoever you are, just why don't you just stick her up? Right. We're fine. Right? Put, she goes, Whoever you are, thank you. And I put parentheses for the sex, the car, the gym set. <laughs> like the $425,000 that are, is stashed away. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, that Dan Savage has this great insight that he says about relationships where he's like, the campsite rule, you know. You leave every relationship better than... You let leave the person better than you found them. Like a campsite. And boy, <laughs> does Dale Cooper do that for Janie E. and Sunny Jim. True. He really, really leaves them better than he found them. Absolutely favorite moment of the episode. Maybe favorite moment, but just like wonderful. In the car with the Mitchum brothers... Like, he explains all of the return. Right. <laughs> we don't see him do it, but we know he does. He's like, so let me get this straight. Right. <laughs> like, 
You're Rodney not Rodney explains literally in four bullet points. <laughs> he's like, you don't sell insurance. You're an FBI agent. You've been missing for 25 years, and we need to get you to a sheriff's department in Twin Peaks. Okay. Like, they're, like, totally game. <laughs> but then they're like, uh, but Dougie or whatever, we love you, but we're not really good with the cops or the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I read you 100%. <laughs> oh but you God. guys have hearts of gold. And then Candy just goes, they really do. Oh, they she's really so sweet do. about it. And it's then they also a have good. a Bloody Mary bar in their limo, which yeah. I think wait, is... Wait, wait, I want to I hear this. <laughs> but Candy, get me Give my... Give me my Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. I'm like he that needs the like, Bloody to hear. Story, but let me just refresh And then he just first. takes his straw and like sips it down. <laughs> like, All right, now you, can, now you can tell us. And yet again, a sweet, sweet scene that's adorable right. that's going to transition into devastation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Uh, and we don't know it's devastation right away. We no, just we think it's another bang, bang scene. Yeah, so now I looked up in the credit. So J.R. Star plays a character that is credited as the MC, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. We've yes. been calling him the MC, so it's a great yes. role for him. Yes. Um, he's the MC at the Bang Bang Bar. He looks remarkably and on purpose like the Sycamore Tree singer from the finale. Jimmy? Jimmy something. Oh. That oh, sings I meant to that bring my other notebook, too. Oh. Ah. Um, we'll find you it. Have a we'll new go back. Now. We'll go back. I know. <laughs> I meant to bring my old notebook. Oh yeah. To, oh, to compare. Yeah. I have my old distracted. notebook, so our notes are pretty similar usually. So now, and part of the reason we have to do this binge is like now we have to go back and reassess all the bang bang bar scenes. And part of the reason we need to reassess is because of this MC person who I thought originally watching it like oh, this is just a nostalgia nod. Like, it's, like, a really nice nostalgia nod to have this character who reminds us of, like, Sycamore Grove singer, but not... It wasn't purposeful. Now I think it's totally purposeful Mm -hmm. and has a meaning. Um... So the, he introduces Eddie Vedder. So again, like we're getting Edward Lewis Severson, Severson <laughs> yeah. the third. The third, really? Yeah. Well, that's his real name. Is Edward Lewis Severson the third? He's the third. Yeah. Crazy. I usually hate people who are. I like, know me too. Fourth. That's why he goes by Eddie Vedder. So <laughs> right. Hiding his street cred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He wouldn't quite have the same vibe if, right. uh, if we knew he was the third of something. Yeah. But like. You know, this, again, it's not a, it's not, like, a mistake that we have Nine Inch Nails and Eddie Vedder, and then we have only, the other bands are new bands. For them, I mean, they're up and coming, but, like, Lark of War, um, you know, uh, Chromatics, Cactus Blossoms, those, I mean, Chromatics are pretty big. Chromatics have been around. Yeah. But they've been, like, Um, subtly around. Like, you would hear some of their music, but you wouldn't know who sang. They're not, like, huge or anything. Right. And now I'm thinking all of the bands that were, like, more obscure were not introduced by the MC. Nine Inch Nails Mm. and Eddie Vedder and James and Audrey were introduced. So, like, there's a difference, I think, between Bang Bang Bar scenes where the MC introduced the act versus Bang Bang Bar scenes where it just was, like, here's a band. Right. Because I do think the Bang Bang Bar is real. We had a scene in the beginning with Shelly that I think was real. Yeah. But anyway, I'm getting my head myself. We know James but. is in the. He got arrested, so he is real. So 
maybe his scene was in his head. You were right, like, and yeah. it w- it could have been in his head. And Renee's reaction also was yeah, different right. from how we saw her. Exactly, that, like, if that was in her in Shelley's scene yeah. or in right. that last. Yeah. She yeah. never. The only time she behaved that way was when it was like from James' reality. I think. That so could be. That could let's be, unpack yeah. why we're saying this, listeners, because we've gone a little ahead of ourselves. Oh. So in this scene, um, uh, Eddie Vedder is singing a song called "Out of Sand," and I think it probably makes more sense if we like unpack the scene and then do the lyrics. Yeah. Because this, the lyrics of this song, Melissa and I were both obsessing over this week because it is the story of Audrey and Cooper. It's like really. <laughs> Like on the nose. I mean, I'm like, if he didn't write it for Twin Peaks and he just had this song, then it's amazing. It's a really lucky, yeah. wonderful coincidence. <laughs> um, and it's not on Spotify, which drives me crazy because I want to put it on our At the Bang Bang Bar playlist. But now I was yeah. like, originally I didn't because I'm like, this wasn't At the Bang Bang Bar. But anyway, did you search Eddie? I searched everything. They have like the okay. YouTube where they're yeah. taking it from the, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they, it doesn't exist elsewhere. Yeah. Just like Rebecca Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like only her Bang Bang. There'll bar. be a soundtrack, and we'll all get it for each other for Christmas, yeah. like. For sure. <laughs> and Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> but, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's singing the song, which we'll get to in a minute, but. Um, we got our usual hipster crew, and in stark, stark juxtaposition to this, Audrey and Charlie come in. And right away, the first thing I notice is, first of all, I always forget how short Charlene Fenn is. Even in very tall heels, she's like the shortest one in the room. She's but so, she was, she's taller than taller than Charlie. Charlie so, they're right? them, so they're both short, which is also a good choice. It's, it's made her look. Yeah. It's made her look tall, right? No, but she's like five foot one, or I mean, yeah, she's very yeah. short too. I think. So. We oh, yeah. discussed this, and then Charlie's also like five foot two. Right, yeah. they're like the same height. He looks smaller than he actually is. I think she just immediately looks so out of place. You know, everyone else is kind of wearing earth tones, flannels. They're kind of hipsters. Right. She's yeah. wearing the same like button-up black sparkly cardigan and her black <laughs> pencil skirt, and she looks so Audrey. And it does make me think, like, wow, her old school glamour is so much more beautiful than the right. hipster chicks. I really do. Like, even though she's. 25 years their senior, I'm still like, Audrey, you still got it. And that's, that's the true. that's the theme of this fucking scene is like, right. Sherilyn Fenn, kudos, girlfriend mm-hmm. got it still. But like, they come in together, she's so out of place. I've watched it several times. The only one who interacts with them is the bartender, but he does interact with them. Well, Charlie orders martinis, which I always <laughs> right. thought, this doesn't look like a martini bar by mm-hmm. any means. Like, this is something that you get... You know, you have those bars <laughs> right. where you order your mixed drink. Where it's like, if you're going to go hardcore, it's your liquor plus some kind right. of mixer. Not Nothing in between. Bang, bang, bar. <laughs> yeah. You don't go, oh, can I just get a martini? Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I feel like this floor is really sticky. We already had that conversation yesterday, <laughs> yeah. last time. It's very true. And so Charlie says, here's to us, Audrey. And she says, here's to Billy. The, the sequence yeah. of events that happens next is so perfect. I like, I just can't are we handle go, it. Are we going to ever... Are we going to meet Billy? I think we, we will. In the finale. We will. But... <laughs> so also I want to say before getting into the sequence, remember when I said that my ship of Audrey and Cooper, like, sank? My ship has totally been resurrected. Like, I'm all about Audrey and Cooper. <laughs> like, renewed fever like you never saw. It. Both like, return. They're both possibly. Sleeping Beauty... 
he's rushing in to save her. Like, they are going to be... But, so the way this sequence happens that's so beautiful and Sherilyn Fenn just does it so well is the MC says, ladies and gentlemen, Audrey's dance and gestures to the band. And as soon as he says Audrey's dance, Charlie looks at Audrey for her reaction and Audrey's face is uh, is ours, which, like I said when we watched it, I was like, this isn't real. Like, as soon as mm-hmm. that happens, as as that's that happens, yeah. confirmation that this scene isn't real. Because mm-hmm, right. there's no world where we would have Eddie Vedder and, and the local beauty the same right. night. Like, and everyone just moves off the dance right. floor. Right. And Audrey's dance, yeah. reaction is panic. She yeah. doesn't necessarily seem to register this isn't real, but she panics. I mean, she looks so confused. And then she then she settles down, calms down. She settles down, down but at gets first, the group. right? At first, yeah. she she looks like sheer panic. Yeah. And Charlie's yeah. looking at her for her reaction. So that's again like that clinical thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just like so the music starts and she comes out to the dance floor, and she does Audrey's dance. What I think is so amazing about how she did this was that, you know, it is, I, I know it's like trite to say it's brave, but there is something brave about 25 years later duplicating something you did when you were like the pinnacle of your beauty and youth right. and seductiveness. And this dance is longer too than yeah, any other, is, any dance It's longer she did. Yeah, and right. it's different. She, it's similar. It's different, yeah. She captures a similar quality for sure of that trance-like state and that seductiveness. Mm -hmm. But she's not trying to to imitate herself. She's doing it differently. She's discovering it and enjoying it and she's like in the moment and getting swept up in it. And I think Sherilyn Fenn just does such a great job you know, to be asked to do this. I could imagine my first reaction being like, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Like that's so awkward. No. But she really just went for it in a beautiful, yeah. awesome way. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I think she nailed it. Yeah, no. definitely. I, <laughs> it was I, I got nothing everything to say that you about said. It. it was great. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> and she's so into it and happy. And then yeah, it so. breaks because of Monica. Monique. <laughs> Monique. 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 The, that's who, yeah. The, Monique, the guy that's starts my wife. Fight. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, she runs to Charlie and she's like, Charlie, get me out of here. And then flash to a white room, and we see Audrey looking in the mirror. With so. no makeup. No and makeup. she just goes... But she still look good, though. What? <laughs> and she still looks beautiful. And she's just like, what? What? And she... I mean, Sherilyn Fent just so scared. And so I, I want to get into the lyrics of this. Oh, and then we go back. I just want to point <laughs> out that they go back during the credits to the Bang Bang Bar, but it's playing in reverse, the uh, oh. Audrey's dance. It's playing it in reverse? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. I didn't oh, catch wow. that. Um, Good job, Pat. Before we I read about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat, you just cite your sources. I'm oh, all about it's rule not following a, and I mean, Pat's a I'm rebel. Just, <laughs> I refuse to look at anything. It's just I just try catch not to. Why? It's just a fact, though. If it's a fact, right. do I really? I know, really, baby, but... You're supposed well, to find the facts yourself, Pat. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'll sometimes look after we've done the podcast about the episode to see, like, <laughs> but lately I've not even been doing that because I just don't want to be influenced. 
But we've been pretty dead on in some of our calls. It's true. We do have Melissa, who's like the trope queen, although I'm right now I'm wearing the crown of the gotcha, the gotcha crown. Oh, yeah. I'll give it back to you if you can take it away. <laughs> Here it is. Just take it. <laughs> Shut up. Who knew I had this bitchy streak in me? <laughs> All it takes is a little bit of rightness. A little bit of rightness, and I just let it go totally to my head. So before we get into the lyrics of this awesome song that's about Audrey and Cooper and their epic love story and how they'll end up together that end part maybe not um in the way that it was like so awesome to get the payoff of like ed and norma together and getting their happy ending there is something so devastating about the idea of audrey having potentially spent 25 years in a coma or in a okay wait well, I, I don't think that's going to be the case because if richard is saying earlier that he his mom had a picture of coop up in their house. How could she have well, been in a coma? Well, she never said house. She just she said a picture. picture. Of him. And if she, she had was, a picture of him, well, okay. and actually, but he never her, indicated that he, she just had one. Right. But it wasn't indicated where it could be in her hospital room. Right. And yeah, also, but if she's in a coma, she wouldn't be. She was standing up when she yeah, came out. Of I don't it. think that she she's be, in a coma yeah. either. I think she's more likely in, in some a, kind of institution. Right. Life. Exactly. And yeah. the right. institution is not because she became crazy. It's because when she like something happened to her when the accident happened with right. like the explosion. Right. I think. Yeah. But actually, to play devil's advocate. Her having a picture of Cooper as much supports the coma theory. Because why would she, as an adult woman, have a picture of, like, a, the guy that she had a crush on? Like, by the time even Twin Peaks is over, though Cooper is significant to her, she's moved on to another relationship. Like, right. she wouldn't just have a picture of Cooper. But that's her being in that perpetual state of where she was. Like, it's like right. arrested development. I'm not saying that I think she is in a coma. I think probably mental institutions or some sort of institutions right. more likely. But having a picture of Cooper is a little weird. Like, it's it's speaking to that she has not had 25 years of normal life. Because right. if she had yeah. 25 years, yeah. she'd have pictures of Richard or she has someone else on, or right. her husband or but we something. also know that when Ben was talking about Richard, she, he doesn't mention Audrey at right. all no, about he it. No. And, like, Richard, the only time that we find out about it is because he, he says it. Yeah. And, in fact, Ben yeah, has never right. mentioned Audrey. Right. Which no, I think, no, no. and that's another sad thing. I mean, I was just thinking about her and Ben's last scene in, you know, the original Twin Peaks before she goes to the breakfast confab in Seattle. <laughs> and I'm sure Ben thinks about that, too. It's, like, right. just, like, a stupid, um, or, no, that's not their last scene, but, like, but uh, she was going to take bank. over. Right. And we know that because... When he sent her to the bank. Right, I mean, yes. he sent her there, right? And it's or just like... Did he? I don't know. Audrey had <laughs> so much promise. We, You know, all of our guesses for where Audrey would be all involved, you know, FBI, or she's the new Ben, or she's like a CEO. You know, like she... She built the box. Right. We wanted she that to be. She was the strongest female character, and now she's in severely reduced circumstances, whatever they are. Yeah. But, and that tends to be how the prom queen doesn't necessarily go on to great things. It's like. true. But Audrey wasn't the prom queen, you know? Right. Like, she was like all chick. She was the prom queen in our eyes. It's of the true. Twin yes. Kings. Yeah. Most likely to succeed. <laughs> yes. Certainly, you would vote for that. <laughs> right. So out and then of she's stand, just like working retail. Right. So these lyrics are crazy. Um, I did I, I have them on. I feel like we should just go through all of them. It just they're all 
or there's a lot at least that are yeah. very much the story of Audrey. Um, I, the first one, one liar's promise drained the blood from my heart. That I that's really about Cooper. <laughs> um, and really, it could be about good Cooper or evil Cooper. Good yeah. Cooper, it was the promise of this love that she thought she was going to have with him, where she said, like, you better watch out, because before you know it, I'm going to be grown up, mm-hmm. and, and he's like... You better watch out. Yeah, he, he like, <laughs> shakes her hand on that or something. Yeah, here's the first verse. Can't climb to heaven on the cross. One liar's promise strained the blood from my heart. Came a message in the dark. Offered the hand of a disembodied man while I still had a chance. Disembodied man... One well, I thought it was one armed man. Oh yeah, offered a hand to a disembodied man. Oh, right, like okay. she so could that, get out of. So maybe she's in the Black Lodge. It's right. another possibility. The message came in the yeah. dark. Yeah. That's when she was in a and coma. And while she still had a chance, which her chances and her opportunities have gone away, you know, in this yeah. twenty-five year span. Right, but I do love the one liar's promise strain the blood from my heart. Yeah, that was my favorite line. Yeah, because that. that's about Cooper, either evil Cooper or good Cooper, but it's all about Cooper. And like the chorus, now it's gone, gone, and I am who I am, who I was, I will never be again. And like if that, that like, doesn't oh. give you chills, I don't know what will. And I just when I I can almost imagine like watching Sherilyn Fenn doing the dance now and like flashing to old school Audrey and like who I am, I will never be again. It's just like this character it's so devastating to take this character who is Audrey is arguably the most beloved Twin Peaks character besides Dale Cooper I mean there's so much Audrey art and Audrey fans and people love Audrey to take this character I don't know if you guys have met our co-host Kelly (laughs) (laughs) my phone case is Audrey I got Audrey's bobblehead from Melissa Um, there's so much Audrey and so to take her and take her away from us in this way The idea of Dale and Audrey possibly both in this shitty situation for 25 years is just so... um, And running out of sand, of course, is about, like, sands in an hourglass. Right, You know, and time running out, which is, like, devastating just getting older. I mean, it's a devastating lyric. Um, I stare at my reflection to the bone is verse two. That could be a Bob reference. Or it's we literally just saw her staring at her reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And she finally sees herself who she really is. Um, Blurred eyes look back at me full of blame and sympathy. So, so close. Right road's not taken. The future's forsaken. Uh, Yeah. If that's not Audrey, I don't know what it is. I know, and it's like, oh, now my computer won't scroll down, but... Drop um, like a fossil or a stone is the end yeah. of that. It, it's so, like, perfectly about this series and this character, and possibly Cooper as well. Yeah. Like, Dale yeah. Cooper. Especially when, so, then we go back to the chorus, but then it's the last verse is, A drunk octopus wants to fight. Fearful of dreams, there'll be no sleep tonight. Fine at dinner, dead by dessert victim or witness we're gonna get hurt a frail existence with echoes of worth i can't stop the bleeding nor the tears from thine eye there's another us around somewhere with much better lives which is just amazing oh with god is our witness but he won't testify that there's another us around somewhere with much better lives like how can that not be about like yeah, the, Dougie and Janie E is a right. better life. Right, and, right. you know, yeah. Audrey and Charlie, the, her, like, fake reality that she made where yeah. she's got Charlie and Billy and... 
Yeah. It's just so devastating. And this is what where my ship started coming out of the ocean and I'm like They you both return our they both... fucking hearts, David Lynch. The hmm. only way you can redeem this, what you've done to our sweet Audrey, is to bring Dale to her and get them together. Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting that this song is playing while we have all the Audrey stuff. Right. Because it's so And at that point we don't out, know like, yet. On yeah. the nose. Yes. Yeah. Because actually we should mention that this song happens before Audrey's dance so it seems mm-hmm. like it's just background music. Right. You, know? you don't really notice. And then I was like, oh... One liar's promise drained the blood from my heart. I was like, that's a really good line. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is all about Audrey it's right now. all about On the Audrey. second watch, I mean, obviously. The, the whole, totally. Yeah, this, the, the lyrics are amazing. <laughs> the lyrics are I, so amazing. <laughs> Go ahead. Bro. I don't know. I would never <laughs> catch all that stuff just from here. But I'm not good at, like, You're not hearing me. I'm not... <laughs> It just washes over me. My dad always did this thing as a kid. He loves singing along in the car. Not surprising, knowing me. Um, mm-hmm. And but he would do this thing where he'd like turn it down, and then he would like quote the lyric. He'd be like, "Ain't too proud to beg, sweet darling. Do you hear this lyric, Kelly?" And like he was really into lyric appreciation. I I am too. Oh, I was yeah. always like, I would take the lyric book out of my CD case and yes, read along with everything. Notes. It's like a so big that thing. I would know what all the words are because like. Alanis Morissette, like one of the songs, like I was just going, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, oh, there's real That's words. Well, it would, <laughs> it would suck when the uh, the band or artist didn't put the lyrics. I know in that was the worst, like, and I was like, what is this? Junk, yeah. junk. I know. You know, Seal once said that. <laughs> okay. Right? As soon as I made that, it's like stupid. But Seal said he didn't like to do liner notes because he thought if people were misinterpreting his lyrics and it was like resonating mm-hmm. for them, he didn't want to like ruin yeah, that. Because yeah. there have been times when I thought a lyric was something that it wasn't, and I liked the lyric. I thought it was in my head better. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the meaning, or different meanings yeah, to like, right. Yeah, well, a lot of artists like Cecilia is about. Paul Simon's dog. Yeah, a lot of artists will say, <laughs> like, yeah, it, people could take whatever meaning they want out right, of it. Right, right, yeah. Well, not whatever meaning. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one is, a, other than being like, I live in Twin Peaks and my name is Audrey Horn. Like, right. you're pretty, as you said, on the nose about <laughs> who this song might be about. It's pretty it's damn clear. Really interesting. I know, I love it. I also thought, um, the way he says something, and I forget what it is, sounds like he's saying Diane, but he's not saying Diane. I guess there could be he's some Diane I'm in going. this as well. I'm like, going. I am who I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am who I am. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a big thing with this new season is I am who I am, who I will never be again. I was <sighs> who I will never be again, because that's the same for Diane. It's the same right. for Cooper. It's the same for... Right. Although All with Cooper them. returning this episode, he's pretty much the same. I know, I know. he's so well-adjusted for having <laughs> yeah. been in the Black Lodge like, for 25 oh, years. Okay, I'm back, I'm back, I'm ready, well, let's I mean, go. He's got a purpose, now. he's got he's a mission. Got a, he's got a mission. So maybe once yeah. once the finale is done and he has to return I mean, to normal life, that's when it'll... I know. At the very wants. least, he yeah. has to... I know that like his... Audrey's not his A priority. He's got to save the world and do right. a lot and of other And Laura Palmer, first. too, has to be saved in the Black Lodge. Right. That's true. She but has to come back. <laughs> given that he is taking the time to remember to, like, 
bring Dougie back because of Jing E and Sunny Jim, which that's the only reason. He's just like, I care about Jing E and Sunny right. Jim, so I want to help them. He will remember to go and help Audrey. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I hope. Whether that help is like, I'm going to marry you or like, get you better. I know, you're really hoping for that marriage. <laughs> I know, it's not... It's not going to be The one big wedding scene <laughs> ends the show. <laughs> Doesn't seem very lynch-like. Super lynch-like. Like. I know, it would not be very lynch-like. I mean, both Duggies can... Or both Coops can just die. Like, I feel like that's more realistic uh, in the lynch In a lot of Shakespeare plays, it's like, it ends with, like, a double wedding. It's like, Janie E and Dougie renew their vows. Like, Audrey and Dale... No, that will not be what would be happening in this finale that we'll be watching tomorrow. Um, but other predictions, since this is like our last. I, I think it will be. I think it'll be not our last because we're gonna do the binge. I think it'll yeah. be a semi like happy ending. Like it won't be completely like. It'll it'll no, be a it'll little be... bittersweet, but it won't. But I don't think it's gonna be like evil. The world gonna ends, win. And... <laughs> right? You know what? I, I don't think I don't so because I think there is there has been increasingly more and more sweetness and you know hope right in the last couple yeah. even with like characters we thought were bad being good like the Mitchum brothers and right. Bushnell Mull- oh we never mentioned one little part was um when Dale says goodbye to Bushnell it's exactly like when he says goodbye to Harry at the sheriff's department there was just a lot of like right. yeah. um, it's true. the one other thing I wanted to mention with the um like, I am who I am, who I was, I'll never be again. I think it's really cool that there's a lot of acknowledgement of age and aging in this series that just we never see. I've been describing this yeah. to a lot of people, and they're like, oh, will there be another season? I'm like, no, because it's probably the oldest cast on TV. And I do not mean that in a bad way. I just, right. It's the truth, because we don't generally have like great roles for people over 40, over 50, especially not for women. Right. Have you ever seen that Amy Schumer skit where um, Julie Louise Dreyfus turns 50 and they send her Oh, off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, They're yes. like, you're only going to be in movies where you're wearing a baggy sweater. It's a picture of a house. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, and so, you know, David Lynch, you know, having this cast that's generally older and aged naturally for the most part because they weren't A-celebrities it's really different and they tend to be pretty self-referential about age and aging as a theme of the Mm -hmm. story in general like even if the story was just audrey's i'll never be who i was again i mean i won't be that like completely fearless plucky girl certainly at least before she went into when i jacks audrey was like the most fearless person on the earth yeah and now she is filled with fear (laughs) right and that's a really sad. She wasn't thing to quite see. ready for that test yet. No, yeah, she went. Yeah. She got in over her head, and now she's in over her head again. Audrey. She was like a Luke Skywalker going to meet Darth Vader too soon. Oh my God! I'm gonna end it there. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile.